0: Welcome to Know His Love Stories, where we listen to the voice of the father through his children. Today's story comes to us from Gigi. Originally from Brazil and one of 12 children, she eventually moved to England to work in healthcare. This is a Know His Love Story. I was born in Brazil, where a country where the, the priests are still the pop stars. Uh, the priests still bring people to the uh, people to the stadium every weekend. Uh, Brazil is a a country where people still want God. And uh, born in in a family I am the youngest of 12 children. My parents were uh, catholics and they practice the religion and uh, I have to say my parents were an example of christian life they were a good tree like in the bible and i think all 12 of us were good fruits and uh, we start our life with good foundation uh, my first memory in my life is uh, praying the rosary with my mother. Um, she used the rosary to uh, to teach maths, to count. You know, the rosary was a presence in my routine, in my life. Um, so... I had that good foundation of um, a truly Christian life. The the first thing in the morning when we woke up in our house was to ask our parents to bless us. Bless me mommy, bless me father. And they would just say, I bless you for today, be good You know. I have my grandparents that were example of faith also. My grandfather was a kind of, um, we didn't have priests at our, uh, our place all the time. They would come just in festivities, and my grandfather led the services. He was more, he talked a lot about sin and about respecting God, and uh, I learned from him respecting God's principles. And for my mother it was a bit more about the mercy of God. She loved the divine mercy. However, I only learned about the divine that she loved the divine mercy later on in life because she was all about you know God that is rich in mercy, is low to anger and rich in mercy. It was her favorite saying, you know. So, I had very good foundations, you know, and um, at my house I had very good examples of love, charity, living the real Christianity, the, the things that Jesus left to us. I don't remember ever in my house that we have a meal just cooked for us. It was always cooked for us and uh, for somebody else to send to somebody else or there were other people in our house. Our house was also like a hostel. It's like a lodging. People that... um, Live in rural areas and need hospitals or treatment, or need to go to school, would come and lodge in our house because it was closer to hospital, closer to schools. So, as I said before, I had the good foundation, and uh, and they, this good foundation, I think, um, gave me. Um, When everything was fine, I knew that God loved me because everything was fine. I had my parents, I had my sisters, I had, you know, my house, everything that I needed, it was there. So I was very, very assured by the love of God for me and how much I loved God, you know, especially our blessed Mother Mary it was always in my heart, you know, as a child I always longed to, as a child actually in activities I always longed to to represent Our Lady there, you know, and actually I was never chosen, you see? (laughs) Still time, things were not perfect, I now realize. Anyway, so I was assured of my faith, I I had good foundation, everything was fine, but uh, 20 years ago, I moved to England, and I was far from my family, and I moved to England for love, and I was far from my family, and things didn't work the way I thought it would be, you know. And uh, work didn't work well, I had a good work in Brazil, I moved to England, it didn't work well. The person that I thought it was, that loved me, didn't. So I was without a job, without support, and never thinking, but I carry on my foundations, and I found something to do and I uh, went to church. Church was always my my refuge. The the Holy Mass always brought me so much joy so when I started to go to church in England it was one of the most challenging thing for me. I was not very welcomed nobody took notice of me there even the priest and i was i was in pain i was feeling lonely and i think i wanted the same community that i had in brazil you know i was born there they knew my parents they knew my family so it was a challenging time for me because things were not well you know and it really, really balanced the foundations of my spiritual life. Somehow, I felt I was stronger enough without going to church, without um, have communion, without um, the ego took control, you know, and I felt like, Well, I don't need these people. I will not uh, go there and I have Jesus with me. I will stay at home and I will pray. I will carry on my life of praying. And it lasted for about six months and it was the hardest time. It didn't matter that I was... You know, having problem, financial problems or emotional problems. But what most, most um, hurted me was not being accepted by the community, by my my Christian brothers and sisters. You know, it did hurt quite a bit. So during six months, around six months, I I decided to pray by myself, but Something happened, and I think something called the Holy Spirit talked to me because I was worse without was without communion, without the celebration of the Holy Mass, and I was praying at home when, when this idea came to my mind. Said, "Well, just." Just go to another church. There are many churches, you know, and uh, try to go to somewhere, somewhere else, you know. So it, it was really a divine inspiration because I went to another church. And uh, I also changed my behavior. I was expecting people to come to me and talk to me and say, Oh, hello, we love you. <laughs> and uh, I changed my behavior I went to people, you know, I want to talk to them, I want to introduce myself I introduced myself to the priest and um, it was a completely new story, you know, the Holy Spirit was there with me and he was guiding me and for that I'm very grateful to God and uh, I never know. I never felt that God didn't love me, and I think God want, wanted to rescue, rescue me. You know, to save me. He saw that I was in a very deep place, and he went dark actually. And he went, and he saw me praying. However, the most low I was. I never left my prayer life, you know, I was, however low, there was that routine, if you say, I don't like the word routine, but that principle in me, that was in me in my family, that um, you need to find time for God, you need to find time for praying, as slower you are, more pray. More prayer you need. So at that six months, I was praying and praying and praying, and uh, finally have the answer because God saw me in the in the darkness and guide me to something. Mm-hmm. So His love was always present there, you know. However, I was feeling like full of myself, that self assurance. Um, but I always always have the, you know, it was in my family, I always had the love for God and I always knew that God loved me. As a nurse, working as a nurse, and uh, it's especially in this time, you know, the, this time of, like for example now, uh, there's a time of COVID, you know, where loneliness, you know people are lonely and where people are isolated but as a nurse in the hospital I worked with um, uh, intensive care and uh, seeing the people there suffering. Of course as a nurse I have seen suffering, I work at palliative care And uh, it's kind of you prepare, I think, as Christians and as Catholics, uh, we endeavor to prepare ourselves for death, you know, for a good death, pray for a good death, you know. But uh, to see the suffering of others is really difficult. Even Jesus, you know, cried with the death of his friend and the suffering. And so for us, it's, you know, I say, but ah, you are a nurse, you see death and people suffering every day. You should be used to it. I don't think any Christian, anybody that loves, your brother and sister get used to to see someone's father or mother or child you know or brother or sister dying and think oh that's you know that's okay, that's fine (laughs) you know, so it's very difficult so that love of God for me you know, makes me to respond in a different way as a child that's loved by God, as a child of God, what is our response to all that suffering, you know, and I think I'm in a very honored and privileged situation where I can really, you know, have compassion, uh, you know, to see the families and um, to give some support to to be with the dying and comforting them to the last second that's the only answer that we can can uh, give to this situation but it's all reflected in the big love that god has got for us you know i really think that I don't know, without without that love that God has for me and giving me that strength to carry on. Um, I don't know. I don't know how other people that uh, don't have it carry on because it's completely alien to me, you know. Every day when I wake up, And I go to work, I have a routine, I wake up, I have my morning prayers, you know. It's it's still in bed, I open my eyes and I'm grateful to be alive and say thank you, God, and I have my morning prayers. And I feel the anxiety in my imperfect faith, you know, I feel anxious. And I, every day now you know, I feel worried and anxious and I just want to hand it all to God and I I put it behind me, it's in the hands of God, it's behind me, God is watching over me. My way in the car to work, I, I listen to an app here in England that's called Catholic Minute, where I have the reading of the day and the Reflection about it, and I am in the car park, and I'm anxious again. And I think, "Oh God," I prayed in the morning, I listened that, and here I am again. You know, I sometimes I say to him, "I think you're tired of me." I'm God, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Give me strength. I want to carry on. You know. And uh, I just feel it, and uh, it's good to have this love that you come back to your father and ask again, be with me, be with me, stay with me, and you just ask this for people that from people that loves you, isn't it? From uh, from from the people that you love and loves you, and God is. Our Father and His love, he, you know, is always with me, always with me. And uh, sometimes, we'll, because when I am at work, I think a lot, I have a lot of talkings with Jesus, you know, <laughs> the constant conversation with Him. and. Uh, they say, I think sometimes you think, oh no, Gigi again, calling me again. <laughs> but I feel that is like, oh, okay, what is this this time? I'm, I'm listening, you know, I'm here with you. But I feel that love and that friendship, you know. And that's what I'm most endeavor in my life, you know. And coming back to community, I have to say, my community that I went now and the groups of prayers that I belong to has been a big, big support and comfort at this time, you know, so God was preparing all from the first time that I didn't find that community in the first church, and I went to the other church. I think it's all preparing for this time where they have my back they are all praying sometimes i they wait to work i I just send a message i'm going to work and uh, pray for me and everything and i have to everybody say i'm here i'm praying for you and i'm i'm with you and god is with you it's so wonderful that friendship that reassurance of a church family, and for that I'm grateful when and I, I see the love of God in this community, so I'm very, very grateful to God for all. I, when I was, uh, I, I said to you before, I spent six months we, without going to church and uh, without communion and i uh, the presence of god the body and the soul and the blood of christ and the communion uh is the most um, is the most strong way that god shows his love for me i truly sometimes i i, I am at mass and, and sometimes i i have my act of contriction, contriction before holy communion and uh, i feel that joy you know i feel i feel the joy to encounter our lord our beloved in uh, the communion and, and it's just um, it's just an amazing experience you know and um, I think this is the most, um, the great love, the great love of God, uh, the, the Holy Communion. The other way is, uh, the, one of the beautiful ways of, that God expresses love for me is sometimes I pray and I, I'm confused about something, I want an answer. And it comes in the form of other the people in the church, you know. It has God has put a lot of beautiful people in my way, people to support my journey, to support my path towards Him, you know. So, it's, it's, it's just bringing a lot of people together and always, I just want to to say that's always with the the power of community, of course we can do everything by ourselves, our Lord is with us, you know we are at home, we can pray, you know and uh, we can pray and uh, talk to God and be happy with our social normal life I have many friends, I have my other family, but it's Uh, another way that God showed he loved for me is to find a community that that have the same beliefs and supports me in these beliefs, you know. Sometimes I feel very guilty because I don't talk much about Jesus and about my way of life to other people. Um, But at work I they know I'm a Catholic, I'm a Christian, and um, I try to show by my principles, my honesty, by the way I look and treat the patients and my colleagues, that I, I have principles and I'm following the principles of Jesus. And uh, people ask, you always so happy, you always so smiley, I say, Well I have hope and faith in my heart, I love people. And I love Jesus. That's what I say. So somehow we feel a bit. Um, if we like a pop artist, we want to share their latest album. Or if you like a film, we like we want to share. Oh, I saw that film. But for some reason, we love Jesus. And then we not always share that love because. You know, uh, are we scared or w- what happened? So I feel guilty about it sometimes. But, um, yes, yeah, as, as often, you know, that people are ready and open to listen, that I say, oh, you're always happy. I had difficulties in my life and my colleagues, for example, my colleagues at work knows about it, you know, have health problems, I I carry a a genetic mutation in my body that causes cancer and uh, that for this reason I have two major operations and I went back to work and I try to carry on, you know, normal life and be sociable, be with them and do things and and they, like I said, they always come back with, it's so joyful you're okay, you're fine, because I am, I have that uh, much love in my heart, you know, I have that joy in my heart of knowing Jesus, so sometimes when they say to me that, I say to them back, I say, it's Jesus, you know, it's this great guy, this great God, that came to the world as man, you know, and he was, lovely he wants to to be together with people he talked about peace he talked about love he talked about forgiveness you know to love one another so what is that is not to be against him come and join and be with him you know one of the things I always uh, like to tell my friends is, like, Jesus, you know, he was betrayed, denied by his best friends that saw all the miracles, you know, that he had done. And... um the first thing after crucifixion and when he resuscitated, the first thing that he he said to his friends was, "Peace be with you." Well, you know who doesn't want to be befriend with a guy like that? You know, our God, our beloved. You know, so for the people that. Are thirsty, that are longing for love, that have hardship, you know, that are depressed, anxious. He has an answer for that. He said, "Just come and rest in me. Give me all your troubles, you know." And it's working for me because I have all days, you know. I feel tired, I feel anxious, and. but above all i feel joy i feel hope so it's like i say it's working for me it it will work for you also you know so that's my message for them you know it's just about love and mercy and you know honesty things that we really 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 need right now to be together with Jesus. Thank you for listening to Gigi's Story. I would love to share your story as well. Please connect with us on social media or by clicking on the Join Us link at knowhis.love.